Hello and welcome to the First Issue Club podcast. We are your weekly comic book podcast where each and every week we read first issues only. Come join us for the reading club of a lifetime. We love comic books and we love you. And this week we are covering two different comic books. Yep, two. Two number ones. The first one's from Image Comic Books. It is Radiant Black. And we have Casual Fling out on AWA Comics. But before we get started, like we do each and every week, we do the hottest, the newest comic book news. That's why you're here. That's what you want to hear. Greg Licktie, besides you having a new child named Teddy, can we say your kid's name on the podcast? Well, you did it last episode, so yeah. (laughs) It's out in the ether already. (laughs) All right, yeah. Got a kid named Teddy. Caitlin, Greg, have a kid. What else mm-hmm. is on the news? What else is on the news? Um, a lot of news stuff is happening. First up, Josh Wheaton, if you guys heard about this, is already <laughs> facing allegations for being a total shitbag. Uh, once again, for um, yeah, didn't this already stuff happen? He did. Yeah, for this has been ongoing, and why he hasn't been stopped uh, already is is mind boggling. But there's new allegations. Somebody stop, Josh. <laughs> The public is crying out for it. Why is no one stopped Josh? <laughs> Hashtag stop Josh. You have the power to do it. Please just do it. Well, you know, you know why he's a dirtbag is because nobody's named Joss. That's like a fake name. He's it's a fake. It is a strange guy. name. Yeah. I've I've never known anyone else besides him to be Joshua called that. Yeah. That's that, that's the full Christian name. Joshua. Uh, he's facing allegations again for what? What's was it this time? What's jo- Joshua got? I think he's just prone to mental and uh, I don't know if it's physical abuse, but he's definitely an abusive individual to work with, creating a toxic workplace and kind of being just an absolute terror to be around. And um, we've seen this with Avengers. We've seen this with um, other projects he's been on and now um, some actors and actresses who have worked on Buffy, the TV show have come out and um, kind of cleared the air about stuff that they've encountered with Joss. Okay. So this is Sarah Sarah Michelle Geller. Not her others. Willow. No angel. (laughs) David Boreanaz. (laughs) No, these are like maybe B list. players. Hey, and doesn't mean I don't believe them, but I just wanted to clarify. Right, it wasn't the heavy hitters. Um, oh yeah, that that sucks. I liked Buffy too. I, I like, uh, I don't know. Go, go I ahead, didn't Mike. know he was an asshole on Avengers. I thought it was just a Justice League thing. It, well, no, yeah, Justice League and event. I don't know what the deal is. He's just. I don't think he's been accused of doing anything, you know, sexually nefarious or anything like that. He's just been like abusive and critical and like kind he, of is he like yell just, a lot. Is that what it is? Uh, that yeah. and like manipulative and just it's like a christian um, bale thing yeah times a hundred i believe like you know what's bad rough you know what's funny though is that people really celebrate stanley kubrick who was infamously a nightmare to work with that he would just like yell at actors and be a shithead to them and get them to their breaking point Mm -hmm. and then be like perfect i got you where i need you for this scene and and everyone like really celebrates him but i don't think Josh Josh was doing that to get uh you know our artistic 
performance out of these actors and actresses. I think he was just being a dickhead to be a dickhead. Either way, it's shitty. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. I, I've heard stories about when Kubrick was filming the moon landing about how just mm. many, yeah. many astronauts just left the, the site. Couldn't take it. The first five Neils quit. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they were good. They were good. They were great. Armstrongs. <laughs> Neil Armstrongs. They were fantastic. They were playing the character of Neil. It wasn't just like Neil was the final, the one that could put up with the most shit. No, the Neil uh, Neil Armstrong is like a nomenclature. Like it's, it's a like character. A, okay. Yeah. He's it's like 007. The most famous performance artist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's, he's just kept put, it up. He's been putting on a tour de force since the late 60s. <laughs> uh, what else? What else we got? New Daddy Greg. <laughs> um, did you guys see that the artist on Immortal Hulk uh, has been accused of doing some anti-Semitic uh, imagery and... Um, yes, I saw. No. Yeah. Yeah, so... And that I, comic book is... It's shitty, but that comic book is shooting way up in price. Really? Well, that, that happens. Of, that happens a lot. Because remember in um, X-Men Gold, yes. number one, yeah. where they had the Islamic it's slurs worth, worth and stuff? nothing now, by the way. Well, it should be That's, worth nothing because it's yeah. inflammatory. Yep. It's so, crazy that people go after that stuff. So though. do you know, Mike, do you know what happened here? The- no, I, I, I know that I love Immortal Hulk. Joe Bennett, I'm assuming, is is the name. That's the guy who normally does the internal artwork for it. Correct, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a, a, a jewelry store, and he left out the um, L in it, and he, it just said jewelry on the, and he's claiming it was a typo. So like, yeah, but the 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 more flame to the the fire there is that there's a star of David next to jewelry. So and he's had okay. Some, so there's a star of David, and he says it was an accident. Yes, I didn't I didn't know that star of David part. Yeah, and so there and this is just a long line of things that he's done that have just kind of towed the line of inappropriate. This is a theme for our news. Yeah, is, there's been a long line in history of <laughs> malfeasance and. <laughs> You know, a real what? cheery news hit for everyone. First, first Joss and now Joe. I'm gonna I'm Googling this right now. I'm really interested the, in what this panel is. Why why spend your time doing this? Like if, if you hate a whole group of people, by the way, the most persecuted people on earth, maybe I guess. Uh just like keep it to yourself. You don't need to sneak that shit in. This isn't like uh the Beach Boys uh, sneaking in the like the weird uh, the Hail Satan yeah Hail Satan and shit just don't just don't be like stop I think it really is just like a a power trip it's that they can somehow slip their message of hate into a comic book unseen but they know it and that they know people are reading it is probably a thrill for them it's it's, it's like it's it's like people that get off and jacking off in public or something. To yeah, to an extent, sure. Like it's the thrill of putting something in someone's face that they don't want to see or that they don't agree with, like a flasher. Yeah, that sucks. That that I read that and then I was like, I didn't read the Star of David part, but the Star of David signs the deal. Yeah, it's He's very a, clearly a Star of David. Yeah. He's also done some pretty um, transphobic comments on Instagram about. Um, the new iteration of She-Hulk. And so he's, I mean, he's just kind of, kind of a dirtbag. And this is hopefully the last straw on the, the camel back for his career. Well, that sucks. Cause the artwork is amazing in that. It, yeah, it is. That's talented. 
That's a shame. But see ya. Maybe they'll get Alex Ross to just do the whole cover now. Or the whole issue now. Holy oh crap, can you imagine? That would be amazing. <laughs> It'd also take six months to do. If he stepped up. <laughs> They'd never finish it. What if he just didn't do a... Does he, maybe, that, maybe that's in his deal that he always has to do the paint to it. But if he just didn't do the paint, he just did the line work. I've never seen him just do line work. I don't think I've ever, ever seen something that was like halfway yeah, to what his final either. stuff is. Yeah. Do you think he does that digitally or is he full on watercolors? I, I, I'm a, well, I could be wrong. I'm almost positive he does it um, not digitally. Wow. The guy's a master of his craft. Yeah. But I could be, I could be wrong. I could be blowing up right now. Um, what else we got news? We got some more news. We got to keep on rolling with this news. Yeah, so there's a potentially a new Defenders book coming out in April that is from the spill out of Marvel Comics 1000. I don't remember. Are we still talking about Marvel Comics 1000? We are. It's Al Ewing. We can't not talk about it. I thought his big thing was the cowboy guy. from. Uh... That's who's going to be in the new Defenders. He and Doctor Strange are getting a new Defenders team together. Okay. That that took a year to do, I guess. Well, what else happened this year? It's a good yeah. point. <laughs> Some things might have uh, postponed that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So the the what what's his name? The Rough Rider? The the <laughs> No, yes, let's just call him that. <laughs> He's officially the Rough Rider. <laughs> Hangs with DMX. <laughs> <laughs> They're now Marvel Canon. Yep. He won't wear won't, he won't wear a rub. <laughs> What's the line that you're referencing? Um if you like uh if you rough ride it, you don't wear a condom. I've yeah. never heard anyone I'm thinking, thinking of bareback. I think I'm thinking yeah, raw dog or bareback riding. Rough rider is not a term that you say for not wearing a uh, condom. So it's something kids, else completely. Kids, if you're listening to this, you're learning slang from a comic book, don't don't do that one because that one will be incorrect. All right, well, what's, and what's the last piece of news that we have, Greg? Oh, the last one was just a funny bit about there's a new character going to be in the new um, Batman book that James Tinian is uh, writing called Miracle Molly, and she looks like the cyberpunk queen of your dreams, Budget King. Ooh, I can't wait. I love cyberpunk. I love the name Molly, and I love James. So I think it's um, James Tinian has been dropping new characters left and right from his new run. He's single-handedly saving DC with this shit. Um, how how is there going to be a cyberpunk character in the present time, though? Well, I think she just looks like cyberpunky. Okay. Oh, is she? Uh... <laughs> what, what a fucking nerdy question. <laughs> uh, how, how is she going to be in present day but be cyberpunk? <laughs> use the cor- use the correct semantic nomenclature, please. <laughs> she looks very cyberpunky. This is rad. I wonder if she has any like a uh, robot shit on her. She's or, a villain. It looks like, or at least her left eye's robotic. Which um, you can never trust. This is going to be in Batman 108. I bet it has insane pre-orders. Sneak surprise reveal in the issue before. It might be worth getting 107 too. For sure. It's a good point. Um, did you guys see Red X took his mask off today on Teen Titans? I yeah, but we still don't know one. who he is. Yeah. So, nobody gives a shit. Uh, I know I don't. That was the most confusing or one of my least favorite um, Future State books so far. Yep. I agree. Everyone concurs. Yep. Okay. There's a lot of comics out this week, but we're covering the best. So, let's... (laughs) 
get this podcast started. First up, we had Radiant Black by Kyle Higgins from most recently Power Rangers. He also did Cowl. And then we have Marcelo Costa on the artist from Self Made and also Power Rangers. All right. In Radiant Black, we have a failed writer from LA. Everybody knows that story. Your <laughs> friend that goes there and just can't write. He goes home and boom hit by a black hole and he's the nation's newest superhero this has got charm this has got superheroes it's radiant black what did you guys think about radiant black uh well like you said it did have a lot of charm and they're kind of toting this as like images next invincible in fact they use invincible in the synopsis on the official image website so i think they're really hoping and praying that this book takes off like invincible did when I read it, I felt like I was reading the first of Invincible. It, it felt like a very smooth first issue. And I will tell you what, the editor's notes on this 100% signed the deal for me on really liking this comic book. Kyle came across as like one of the most endearing writers that I have read in a long time by kind of wearing his heart on his sleeve there. I agree. It helped w with my perspective on the comic. During my read-through... Um, the person in the comic who ends up getting the superpowers seems like he thinks it's a given that he was given these powers and not his buddy who was standing right next to him and just as well might have touched the magic item that turned him into a superhero. <laughs> and and I, I just didn't buy that he like deserved that, earned that uh, oh owned it over his buddy or pal in any way. And he was like, I've been given this amazing thing that I, I hold dear and, and have to be responsible for now. It's like, oh, you may be able to still like give it to your friend who was with you. Well, what I, yes. What I love about that though, is that through one read, you could just read this and be like, oh, you know, generic origin story of what we're going to find out to be a new comic book hero, right? Yeah. In two reads, it's like, well, it would be really weird for him to actually talk out the idea that he was a failed writer on his own accord, but now this is the thing that's going to give him purpose and make him famous. Like no superhero would actually like be worth their salt and talk about being a new superhero like that. And so I think Invincible is the right comparison because it's like we have a flawed superhero who is like dealing with self-doubt and uh you know purpose and and might not even become a superhero to be honest like may use this just for their own glory we may be watching much like in the story of invincible the actual true story of a super villain yeah i'd agree with that i mean this guy already has a gigantic ego even though it's deflated when we first meet him giving him superpowers may uh, actually be, be the worst thing that this guy needs right now in his life this guy calling himself a writer reminds me of some conversations that I heard the other week in our comic shop that there's this guy who always says, oh, since I'm in the comic book industry and then adds his opinion 
And it's like, okay, my opinion holds more weight because I'm in the industry. And I asked him what he does. And he says he sells comics. And I'm like, oh, I was like, you're in a uh, competitor shop. And he was like, oh, not really. I sell comics on eBay. And I'm like, oh, I didn't say this, but I'm like, I'm in the industry too. <laughs> like, so is that guy. So is he. That's it's like, like you saying you're like in the actor's guild when you're like the craft service person. Yeah, we're all in the industry then. That doesn't give you the right to have an opinion better than me because you've sold a comic on eBay. Uh, a lot of people call themselves writers or fancy themselves writers and have never been published. Correct. I, I, I think there is something to this main character where he's got a little bit of a complex and... Uh, May, that maybe that does add some levels. I think my first read through, it it kind of read as shallow, but maybe that's the intention here. And I think that the writing was beautiful because you you come in on it like, oh damn, he's like a failed writer, um, and like he he just can't make it. He can't get get make it work. And he maybe had a successful short story, and he's like inches away from having this novel, but just can't make it work. Well, in a moment of like confession to his friend, he's like, no, I actually, I never even wrote a word for four, for <laughs> yeah. four years. And like, I kind of had a guy that was interested in it, but not really. And so like, I, I straight up have just been like hitting up credit cards to like to fund my lifestyle uh, and I'm a charlatan. And that's a deep, <laughs> that's, that's a deep, like this guy sucks. Yeah, I mean, he's not even be- a writer. <laughs> To be called a charlatan, you've got to be yes, <laughs> just the worst of the want, worst. You don't want to be a charlatan. He even like, which I think they kind of allude to the fact that he's buying twelve dollar bill beers, uh, yeah, on on this like charging credit cards. And his friend is like, dude, if you are buying twelve dollar beers, you deserve to be in crippling debt. <laughs> and I was like, I've I've met people like this who like will max credit cards out to like live the lifestyle that they think a person doing the job they want to be doing does. Yes. Uh, certainly entitled, uh, suburban kid lifestyle and, uh, coming back to your parents as a safety net is a classic thing. I mean, as, so as people who kind of, paced out their careers and didn't have that didn't didn't live or grow up in that sort of situation where we just like went out in the world and expected to succeed <laughs> like does that make you dislike this character even more or do you guys have like no dislike for this character i mean i to be to be genuinely honest i didn't i didn't like the character that that doesn't mean that i i didn't like the comic i i actually like really liked it but I don't think he's irredeemable, but he's I think you're definitely supposed to not like him at the beginning of the book because he is a fraud. Like he puts on this mask of just like I'm this great person and you see him at his lowest, really. And you get tiny glimpses of like his humanity, like when the bank denies him a loan, you see him just kind of breaking down and uh, you get glimpses of him with his family and his friends. So, you know, that there's a real human inside this kind of uh you know phony husk of a faux writer but i don't think we're supposed to like him right now and we may not like him the whole series i mean he may turn out to be a villain you know what was also working against him is that with this book called radiant black for whatever reason i thought the star 
or the lead was going to be an African-American character for it to turn out to be like an entitled white kid who's incredulous that the bank won't give him a loan when he makes no money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I immediately was like, oh, fuck this character. So I, I could not agree more. And then the fact that his like sidekick was all, like literally an idiot white dude just like living in suburban America. Yeah, I was just like, so we didn't even add diversity to this or a right. female at all to this. Like it, it just felt like maybe you're supposed to hate this person. Then maybe that's intentional. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right. You know, and so like I, I don't know. When, I mean, I want to go back to the Kyle Higgins being like so endearing and awesome. One of the things that he writes about is like I, I mentioned that most recently comes off of Power Rangers, and how like he liked Power Rangers way too late, like when it wasn't cool. And like got made fun of a lot. And he wrote this really well about like how he would like skip things, like basically pretend to not watch it to hit his VCR to record and stuff. And like he kind of just like wrote about this idea of like embracing not being cool and like in not being worried about what other people think and and not being worried about that there's assholes everywhere. And I was like, okay, I hope that that's going to come around here then too. Like, I think, I mean, why else would he spend a whole page talking about that? Yeah, that there's going to be some self-discovery here and figuring out to be who you are and be happy with that. Yeah, I think Because so. the character's lying about his success. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're probably supposed to see yourself or your flaws in that instead of judge this guy like, like I judged him. Yeah, I didn't. I I was like, I kind of felt bad for him because I'm just like, oh shit! Like, he wanted people to think he was a writer, and he 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 was really not. I mean, that's 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 worse than failing at writing. Like, you lied to people. You were a dare I say charlatan. A charlatan. <laughs> yeah, you've based your whole identity around this thing that uh, you've never done professionally yeah. once. It's like when we tell people we're a comic book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we have proof in the pudding. He doesn't. It's a good point. We have 300 proofs in the pudding. <laughs> we have 300 puddings. <laughs> um, th- there's a bunch of allusions to what's going to happen in this comic book. You find out that these black hole items that turn you into essentially Darkhawk um, <laughs> <laughs> is probably touched by like a... A bad guy, somebody that's like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna go rob banks, which is probably what I would do. If I, I would do this. the same, yeah. yes, yeah, it makes me wonder if other characters around the world or other people, I mean, are are just like finding these things also. I hope and so. E- and everyone's doing what they will with them. I mean, at some point, we're probably gonna find out the origin of this thing, but maybe for a while, it's just like these popped up all over the world, and different people are are grabbing different colors of it. The the other person we saw who was robbing a bank had a red suit and his is his is like the title. So the suit the, the suit design is great. Oh it's so sick. And it's like it it operates kind of like the symbiote yes. suit for Venom. Like it's basically off your thoughts in your mind. So yeah. when you want to do something you just think it and the suit does it, which is rad. It's totally sweet. If I it, could think myself dressed and undressed, I'd be made in the shade. <laughs> Um, yeah, this was like easily probably the most hyped independent book this week, I would say. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, it was 
definitely enjoyable. There's nothing about it that was not enjoyable. Now the characters themselves were maybe hard to figure out their motives. It was, it was definitely enjoyable. It, it felt like uh, like mac and cheese. Like it was like, I've, I've read something like this before and I like it. it it's nice. Might be my childhood. High sodium content. I'll eat more of this. Thank you very much. Next up on the podcast, we have Casual Fling from AWA Upshot, um, written by Jason Starr, who has written some uh, Marvel books, um, Wolverine Max, and a book I think we covered early on in the podcast called Red Border. Yeah, this was one of the first AWA books that I read, uh, and it, it really is kind of like a uh, get out, but on the border to Mexico where people come across the border and think they're going to a place that's safe and they're they end up in this like house of horrors we know what kind of stuff he likes to it was it was freaky and and high adrenaline and i mean obviously if you've written like wolverine max or punisher max those are like maybe in your wheelhouse and this this book kind of seemed like a little bit of a departure so that so awa writes books that try to be movies and this um, or, is definitely or, trying to be a movie. Or seems like a movie. So yeah, so so Casual Fling fit, fits within that. Yeah, yeah, so this book was kind of just like, um, what if Fatal Attraction was a comic book? And is about this woman, um, Jennifer, who is in a loving marriage with a family. And she's in a high profile uh, career. And one day she comes across a man in a bar and they get to chatting. And uh, eventually it leads to... Um, a casual fling. They have a, an affair in a hotel room and uh, she tries to forget about it and move on with her life. But the guy she had the affair with kind of, we find out had videotaped the encounter. And so we kind of are led to believe that this comic book is going to be about her trying to, um, I don't know, stop him from telling the husband or find out who he is or what his motives are for um doing this and 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 bothering her you get the idea that it, it, at least for a couple more issues he's just going to be stalking her because she doesn't know he has video he just seems like he's coming on a little hard calling her like one more time to be like ah come on let's get drinks yeah that's her interpretation of it we know he's more of a weirdo also yes. when they hook up imagine if you will you're you're in a situation where you find yourself uh, out of mind and you make a mistake uh-huh. and you, you go upstairs with somebody um, and are uh, going to cheat. And that person you're going to spend your, you know, this night with says, hang on a second. And then they get out a gold mask and put it on. OK, but you have what? to remember, this is post W.Y.D. W-Y-D, dude. <laughs> it's called a kink, baby, and it's hot. I would be like, nope. I would let it go for a little while longer just to see what happened. If they tied me up, and then that would be... I, yeah, I mean, like... Arousal could not be sustained if someone took out a gold mask and was like, let's get started. Really? I would be super intrigued. I'd be like, all right, let's see where this... Do you have a mask for me? Right, yeah. <laughs> With cosplaying sucks? This is cool. Yeah, are you a furry? Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. 
you're you're a uh, king tut okay and uh, <laughs> king tut <laughs> are you cosplaying as steve martin this is great it, it is a little odd when he pulls out that like very eyes wide shut mask it's you, yes. you, have a, you have a visceral reaction of just like, ooh, I'm into this, or no, I'm calling the police. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't have sex without a mask. Right, but that's because your wife makes you wear it. Yeah. So. <laughs> don't look. Hey, I, we like the lights completely on, but don't want to see each other's faces. <laughs> <laughs> lights on, blindfolds on as well. <laughs> I'm assuming if you're wearing a costume, then it's lights on. It has to be. Then what's the point of wearing the costume? Yeah, what's the point of wearing the costume? Well, if it's maybe like texture. Off? Like if it's like a... It's Covered in peanut butter? It was like gack or something. Or yeah, like, like furry or scaly or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. They did such a good job of making you believe uh, they had like a connection and stuff. I, I loved those couple of pages that each panel was like a jump forward 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. and they've moved into another you know portion of conversation and you can tell that conversations really flow in um and they're hitting it off it just seemed like really organic and and like it was leading to something crazy she just had a complicated couple of crazy days that primed her to slip up like this not that this... it's an excuse no one should do this but <laughs> right yeah let's clarify <laughs> <laughs> but but she was in uh, wild, kind of pulled to her limit circumstances, in trouble at work, overworked, stressful life at home, mm-hmm. and was just in like the perfect place to be, um, to find herself at a weak moment. Just the, I, I just thought the writing that led up to that event was great. I think the writing was, um, too good because this, we've been reading books about, you know, evil aliens coming to earth and killing people and you know all these superhero books but this book was so real and so jarring that it was almost kind of like hard to watch it unfold because you know what's going to happen yeah exactly you you know this this mother and this wife is going to cheat um on her mate and it's just it's really hard to watch (laughs) because it's so okay (laughs) is it because i said mate instead of husband Right, yeah. So they they let her out of the zoo pen. <laughs> Listen, it was the point I'm trying to make was it was very real and very like uh, believable. Like this happens every day, right? This it, scenario. It certainly it's it was it's definitely unnerving when you're reading it in the middle of a stack of like superhero comic books, or even if you do read horror. Uh, thriller sort of action comics and that's what you gravitate towards a lot of those things have a certain level of science fiction or uh, there there's another level there that carries it into the absurd this lived in such a real space especially like we're talking about the relationships with her husband and the kind of monotony of like daily life and rinse and repeat that they did such a good job of conveying um, like how busy you are with two kids at the one time in a small apartment in New York city and coming and going for work all the time and conflicting appointments. It, it just set you up to just make that, make you feel like this was so real and then turn everything on its head that like she made a real person mistake and now it's getting out of control. Uh, so Danny's doing the covers, who's an artist that we love. I was thinking today, she her style kind of reminds me 
of Frank Miller. Agree? Oh, okay. Disagree? Oh, you think? Yeah, I it, think so. It's not it, a bad comp. It, it it reminds me of like the cover of Fearing Loathing in Las Vegas, like the that like kind of brushy, almost like psychedelic. Yeah, like she stroke. definitely has like a uh, like that scribbly sort of aesthetic, mm-hmm. which is definitely like one thing that she does that Frank Miller always did is like lips are like a bunch of like lines back and forth. It's like I haven't picked my pencil up and I'm just like doing like scribble, scribble, scribble to oh, make yeah, the yeah. lines up and down lips. Um, I just love that. Just a little nuance in in her art that I love. But we got teased the second issue's cover and it's got like a shadow silhouette of a person in the background. of, And I, I believe the foreground was like her family out somewhere. And so he's just like floating around, following, watching. Um, and in our lead character's defense this guy was in from out of town or told her that he was and that he was going to be leaving the next day so it seemed like an even more bulletproof fling for her to be like i'll never see this dude again yikes so if you want to be creeped and freaked and that's what you're into i mean honestly it's weird but like this is maybe one of the best thriller comics i've read in a while just how because because it's how based in reality it is yeah i i i feel like books like this are hard to pitch or sell to people Mm -hmm. because it's like want to feel gross for like 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) like this book does such a good job of that it's like telling somebody they have to watch eyes wide shut yeah we're gonna watch a serbian film and then this It's so true. Right. Yeah. It's and no just knowing that it's gonna be like slow and we we know what's coming. Just like Greg mentioned that earlier, that like early on we knew that this person was gonna cheat, and you're just waiting for it to happen in the comic, and you just give this like feeling like ugh. What do you think the gold, mask, the gold mask thing is so that he doesn't he doesn't incriminate himself on the video? I think he's in a sex cult. No, Ooh, I like I, I like that. I think it's so he's anonymous in the video while he's I think he's done this before. Oh, good call. Holy yeah. shit. That's what I said. Why didn't I get a holy shit? Because <laughs> I wasn't could, listening. If we could just edit out when uh Budget King says that. <laughs> Sorry, I was probably looking at the cover for the issue because you guys were talking about the art. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad you you stepped over it because you got you you threw me sex cult, which I'm I mean, if this book is about a sex cult. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all it takes for you is sex cult. And you are in baby in. There's more of this guy. There's a network of freaks. Yes. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that AWA put out another hit. They're, uh, they're definitely trying to rock the industry with their methodology. Let's, hey, let's, I- let's do this. It, we've already said before, AWA is known for wanting to do things that get optioned. They call their movie, they call their comic books, um, Episodes, episodes i think yes okay what's the the likelihood of this being option for a a movie or a tv show are we supposed to pick a or seems, percentage percentage wise what's the seems uh, like a movie this being optioned oh oh i think extremely high 85 percent. yeah yeah i would it's it's pretty damn high up there it's this seems like a, a slam dunk for i think anyone Cin- that wants cinemax to cinemax could buy this one <laughs> 
and and like 15 year olds would clamor for the the booby scenes at night. original <laughs> cinemax content yeah okay that's all i needed to know that's it i'm just, this is uh, something i can come back to when uh, it finally gets optioned this is the soft core porn that should be made like the ones that like it's hey, guys it's not about the sex it's about the is soft core porn being made still you know what i don't know i don't think so where where is the the scrambled porn channel of our generation? Who's the market for softcore porn? Everybody just goes straight to where's the red shoe diaries? You know, like yes, taxi cab confessions. Where are they? Are those are are the people who like tame long drawn out stuff the real freaks now? They are the people that want <laughs> narratives in their porn are the real freaks. The old They're, most common porn is now like the super weird porn. <laughs> they were they were edging before it was cool. Uh like some long drawn out story is what does it for you. <laughs> and side boob. <laughs> Gentle caressing. I love that. Yeah. This this is a great take. They need to go public with this. If you are into softcore porn in 2021, you're the real freak. Yep, you're the let, Billie Eilish. Let your flag fly. I would go to a convention wearing a shirt that says, I like softcore. <laughs> I like it soft. You would go to you would go to a convention wearing a shirt that says I, I love softcore. Uh, I could maybe finesse that tagline a little bit. I like softcore. Bring, bring back softcore. I like softcore pornography from. The I don't 90s. think you have to put the p word in it. <laughs> how would you How would you finesse it? I'm I'm really interested now. This is oh, the well, page room. I mean, if we're gonna workshop it right here, I mean, I would love if it rhymed. Okay. Um, softcore, like it's my chore. I may be poor, but I still purchase softcore. I'm lofty for softy. Well, that one's kind of a stretch. I mean, hey, no bad ideas in a pitch meeting, though. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Thank you. Sorry I said that. She ain't a whore. Give her a storyline in my softcore. Too long. Yeah, that was that, dumb. That was a that was a long one. Okay, how about this one? I like softcore porn. Look me in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got a winner. <laughs> Stare into my eyes for a dollar. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I it, honestly, where's the market for good softcore porn anymore? Well, it's right here. Casual oh, that's what we were talking about. Casual porn. We used to talk about comic books, and now we're onto this. <laughs>